Kentucky dominates the Governor's Cup and runs past Louisville 52-21. Kentucky basketball this past weekend destroys North Florida 86-52 and will face Central Michigan coming up later tonight. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also co-host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama, covering all things SEC. But on this show specifically, we're going to take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year finance financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about Kentucky's dominating win over Louisville in the Governor's Cup. Going to talk about what I saw in that matchup. Also going to talk about what I saw in Kentucky basketball's huge win over North Florida this past Friday. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about Kentucky basketball's game against Central Michigan, a game that the Kentucky Wildcats are favored in by 28 points. Going to talk about what we could potentially take away from what looks like a blowout. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to the podcast wherever they get their podcasts so that they will get notified whenever the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, 52-21 to 21 was the final score in the Governor's Cup. Kentucky victorious over the now 6-6 six and six Louisville Cardinals. At the top here, just want to say, Will Levis is that Dude, guy had four rushing touchdowns against the Cardinals on uh, on uh, Saturday night. 113 rushing yards to go along with it. 14 of 18, 149 yards passing as well. I mean, this is something that we got to see a little bit in that LSU game, and we've seen time and time again so far this season. This is a very physical quarterback that Kentucky has, and I'm really excited to see him come back and play for the Wildcats, hopefully, next season. Finishes the regular season, 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, completing 66.5% of his passes, nine rushing touchdowns. Again, four of those came against the Cardinals this past Saturday, 387 yards on the ground to go along with it. Will Levis is absolutely no joke. This was a concern, and we did not necessarily really get into it with Dalton on the uh, crossover episode with Locked On Louisville. This uh, this past Friday, we didn't really dive into it, but LSU or excuse me, Louisville's run defense was a question mark that I had in this game against Kentucky's offense, and so I was just sitting there wondering, okay, what does time of possession look like? What does Kentucky's offense looks like? Look like? Do they need to try and throw? Do they need to try and put the ball in the air? Does Will Levis need to really make any dis- mistakes in this game, or? Was he going to be what Dalton and I talked about, which was a game manager? And that's what he was in this game, a game manager. You look across the board. I mean, there were a couple of interesting trick plays. There were a couple of tight throws that he made, and Wandale certainly brought, uh, certainly uh, bailed him out in certain spots in this matchup. I really liked that, that, uh, that flea flicker that I had, I believe it was to smoke. Then it was back to Levis, and then they found Robinson. I believe that's actually the catch that Robinson broke the, uh, the uh, Kentucky single-season receptions 
receptions record. I believe that was the catch that he broke it on. But Will Levis was a game manager in this in this ball game, and that's all they needed him to do because the ground game just absolutely took off. Chris Rodriguez had over 100 yards. Uh, Lavelle Wright, uh, who has not gotten involved a lot this season, he's just a freshman, had uh, 43 yards and a 41-yard scamper and a touchdown. I believe that was the final touchdown of this contest. Cavassier Smoke also had a touchdown. Uh, Juton McClain also had some carries in this game. Bo Allen, you know, Will Levis was running those quarterback draws all night, and then Bo Allen on a scramble picked up 23 of his own. All of that accumulate uh, accumulate accumulated to uh excuse me 362 rushing yards 7.4 yards a carry and seven touchdowns on the ground louisville got gashed absolutely gashed you watch this game it looked like two completely different teams playing in terms of talent and will kentucky obviously wanted to win this game it was very clear from the get-go and it was very difficult for louisville to play catch-up and, and the, the, just the physicality of Kentucky just kind of took over. It's what we've kind of seen out of Georgia in the SEC so far this season. You know, they get into tight contests. We saw this with the Wildcats earlier on this season. It was a back-and-forth affair defensively for maybe half of the football game, but talent eventually won out, and the trenches were a really big part of it. In this game, Kentucky was from the jump. It was just clearly like, we're the SEC team. We recruit better. We look better. Scott Satterfield might be on his way out. Who knows? We're just going to go out and control this game, and they absolutely did that. Also, talking about uh, the, the trenches just overall for this team, I mean, they were they only got a, one sack on Malik Cunningham, but what they did outside of that, incredibly impressive, only held, or held Louisville to only 144 yards rushing, 4.6 yards a carry. This is a offense that statistically was second in the ACC in rushing yards. I know Malik Cunningham was able to get a rushing touchdown in this game, so he's got 19 rushing touchdowns, 18 throw, passing touchdowns so far this season. 145 yards through the air for Cunningham. I mean, he was pressured all night. And let me tell you something. If you are controlling time of possession and you are running the football and you are scoring points, the opposing team is going to have to look at the clock and say, okay, our possessions are limited. We don't have a lot of opportunities to score in this game. Let's try and air it out. Let's try and throw the ball a little bit so that maybe we can hopefully climb back into it. And Louisville, obviously, is a run-first offense. Malik Cunningham, not a terrible quarterback, but they are a run-first unit. So trying to get him to throw the ball was not going to work in this game. And to be quite honest with you, they didn't really even try and do that. They were only throwing, I believe they only threw, what, 12, 20 passes with Malik Cunningham? And then uh, the backup quarterback, I forget his name, uh, I believe it was Evan, Evan Connolly. Uh, he came in and threw eight passes, and I believe he got a garbage time touchdown, a little out route to the flat route, excuse me, to the uh, to the left side. But it was a uh, it was a dominating performance from this defense that hasn't really necessarily bent nor broken so far this year. This is a very sound group. Josh Pascal uh, was in the backfield quite often. Uh, J.J. Weaver, I believe, was the was the guy that that made that interception on what looked like I, I was watching that real in real time. I was like, man, this is a really interesting play. The way it's developing right now with these with these wheel routes and these outs, and I believe a guy was going on a post, and then Cunningham just made the wrong decision, threw it right to Re- Weaver. I guess he didn't see him, and J.J. Uh, Weaver was able to uh, make the interception, but just an incredibly dominating performance uh, from this Kentucky defense. Obviously, 52-21, uh, the final score there. Wandell Robinson, I, I kind of touched on it earlier, is the single-season leader in, 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 in receptions. Uh, again, in one season at Kentucky, he, is, he now holds that record. He has caught the most passes in one year than any other receiver at Kentucky ever before. 
That is absolutely incredible. I am so thankful that he was picked up in the transfer portal this offseason. I knew he was going to be an incredibly valuable addition to this offense because what have we seen AP players, all-purpose backs kind of, or, or receivers even, do in this Kentucky offense time and time and time and time again? We look at Randall Cobb. We look at, uh, we look at Lynn Bowden. We look at different guys like that. They succeed. It's just the way that Kentucky football has worked. They have, uh, they have been able to uh, answer the bell whenever they have an all-purpose kind of guy in their backfield. And while Wandale has not necessarily been used in the run game that much this season, boy, howdy, has he been. He has been just a gift to this Liam Cohen offense, and I'm so thankful that he has been able to uh, be a part of this team, and I'm just so proud of what he's been able to accomplish. Please, I would love to see him come back for one more season. But yeah, 52-21, to 21, again, the final score. Kentucky was favored to lose this game by three points, and they won it by 31. Just absolute domination from the Wildcats, and it would have been 52-14, but there was, I believe there was a touchdown with like three seconds left on the clock. It was just some garbage time thing that Louisville w- w- was uh, getting going there at the end. But yeah, just just complete and utter domination from the Wildcats. Now 9-3 and three on the season, second in the SEC West, and I called it. I was not on the show before the season started, and I hate that I wasn't because I called it. I thought this team was the second-best team in the SEC West, and I didn't think it was by, by a very close margin. Again, really proud of what this team has accomplished and really proud to see them go out on a high note at the end of the regular season. going to see who uh, they match up with in their bowl game. All right, we're going to talk about the uh, the Kentucky basketball win over North Florida in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Prize Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I absolutely love Prize Picks, and I know that you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. All of the users that make a deposit, make sure you use promo code Locked On to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use promo code Locked On. You can pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries, which means you can take the over on LeBron with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on Google, Store or Google Play in the App Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or go to your app store and download the app today. And believe it or not, guys, I actually do want to point out that I actually have some friends, Zach Blackerby, friend of the program, host of Locked on Auburn, and then Charlie Five, who is a very who is a frequent frequent visitor of the Locked on Auburn podcast. They've been throwing they've been throwing some stuff out on, on prize picks and things have been hitting. So it's a fantastic service to use if you want to use it. It is prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. All right, so continuing along here on Locked on Kentucky, Kentucky basketball. Victors over North Florida, 86-52 was the final score. Kentucky now 5-1 and one on the season. Going to talk about some of the things that I took away from this game. And right off the rip, just want to say, I think this is the best team in the SEC. I've seen enough after seeing them play multiple games against just poor competition. I think that this is the best team in the SEC. I think Shavir, or Severe Wheeler and Oscar Shibway is the uh, best one-two punch in the entire SEC. Might be close to the entire country, although obviously you've got the the guys in in Gonzaga and Duke 
Uh, I'm sure you could find a one-two punch on that team that's probably just as good. But point being, I think that this team can go a really long way in conference play. I really liked what I saw against North, uh, against North Florida on Friday. And I, I know that it was a relatively slow start. I believe uh, Kentucky was was still down with less than eight minutes to go in the first half. But the things that they did really well were impressive. And I think they're going to translate to, to wins down the road against opponents that are much better. What they did in transition in this game I thought was really impressive. They would get a rebound or a turnover. They got 20 of those on the night. They would get a rebound or a turnover, and they would immediately go to the fast break. And it, it was Wheeler. It was Allen. It was one of those guys in transition. Even Grady at one point getting a pull-up mid-range jumper, I believe, on the fast break. It was just beautiful movement down the court quickly, again, after a rebound or a turnover or, or, or something like that. There were lobs in tra- transition. Wheeler was incredibly physical on the drive, not just on the fast break but just incredibly physical trying to get to the basket. It's, it looks almost impossible to guard a, what, five foot seven, five foot eight type of guy. I mean, he has just been incredibly impre- impressive this season. I believe he's the best assist man in the NCAA, and obviously, clearly, after seeing the way that he scores the basketball, I mean, it's kind of difficult to cover him and potentially a kickout three, whether it be to Ty Ty or Allen or Grady. I mean, this Kentucky team has shooters, and I also think that we saw that uh, in this game, even though Kentucky only shot 24% from three. I mean, this looks like a complete basketball team, guys. Again, the fast break. Beautiful. That is probably the biggest takeaway I had outside of this team is the best team in the SEC. The fast break, man, really showed out in this game. 15 turnovers on the night. It's not good. It's not not, not that good. But I was really impressed with the way that this team, like they have so many different points at so many different points this season, they've kind of gotten off slow. They've adjusted. And then they've just ran away with it. It wasn't like, a, oh, well, we're struggle winning this thing, or oh, well, North Florida or whoever they're gonna they're they're playing. Oh, well, that's actually a good basketball team, and we just don't know it. And we're just trying to struggle struggle out of this uh, this this game here. No, they ran away with it. And the boards in this game, I mean, Kentucky was really really physical on the glass. They out rebounded North Florida, thirty three to fifty. I mean, it was tough. North Florida, especially in the first half, came out with a lot of energy. A lot of intensity. They were crashing the glass. It was incredibly awesome to see Kentucky really fight against those guys early on. But again, like I said, they ran away with it. Every single time this season, outside of the Duke game, when they have faced adversity, or at least what appears to be adversity, this team has battled back and they have run away with the basketball game. I think they're going to do the same thing uh, tonight, but we're going to talk about Central Michigan in just a minute. We're going to talk about what that game could potentially look like because look like, that's looking like another blowout. Kim Palm thinks so. Vegas thinks so. I think so. But I want to go back to what I, what I started this segment with, with, which is Kentucky is the best team in the SEC. Kentucky's only loss so far this season was to Duke. Obviously, everybody knows that, 71-79. And one of the issues I had in this game was the inability to guard the paint. I think that's gotten better. I think we've seen Kentucky figure out how to guard that better. And when you look at the other teams playing in the SEC right now, I mean, you've got LSU, who is hot. You've got Arkansas, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. I think Kentucky is more complete than those squads. We got to see Kentucky get blown out by who was it? I believe it was Villanova. Yeah, they they, they were uh, they were blown out by Villanova. Auburn struggled against a UConn team that I honestly don't think is that good. And we got to see UConn fall apart later on in that tournament to Michigan State. They shot terribly in the game right after they played Auburn. 
and Auburn just continued continued right along, but they were they they choked. I feel like against UConn, Alabama, obviously losing to Iona early on. Florida, I don't think is offensively going to be able to keep up with some of the teams in this league like Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, even Arkansas. Arkansas got a little bit of a struggle win over uh, over Penn, and they were also they had a struggle win over Kansas State, and then I believe early in the season might have been game one Mercer. They only won by like 14, 13 points. That game was way, 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 way closer than than uh, pe- people might have thought. I've watched a little too much Arkansas basketball, <laughs> I think, so far this season. But uh, you, you look at those teams, I just don't think they're as complete as Kentucky because what have they done? They have either lost or they have had some struggle wins in there. And Kentucky, I don't think, has had a struggle win so far this season. And they lost to what is arguably the best team in the entire nation. How do we know that? Well, they just beat Gonzaga. And it was pretty darn impressive the way that they beat the Bulldogs uh, just a few nights ago. I think that this is easily the best team in the SEC, at least right now. And I think we're going to continue to see as non-conference play goes on, we're going to see that proven time and time and time again. And I think by the time uh, the, these conference foes in the Southeastern Conference are playing each other, I think people are going to be singing a very similar tune to, yeah, Kentucky basketball is back. This is, this is the best team in the SEC, and I don't think it's really that close. You can only imagine just how much better that Shibway-Wheeler uh, connection can get. I don't think it really can, but there's chemistry to be developed there, I feel like. So I think this, this team has a little bit of, uh, of a ways to go, but, man, they are really some putting, putting some uh, things together, and I'm really excited about what could be happening down the line. Speaking of what's happening down the line, they play Central Michigan tonight. And they are favored by a ton. So we're going to talk about that matchup in just a second. But before we do that, guys, picture this. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. It's here. It's the best Monday of the year, guys. Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Guys, if you've heard me talk about Built Bar on this show, you know how much I love caramel-flavored things. They've got a new, they've got a new flavor. Caramel almond delight and it delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate check almonds check delightful double check be sure to get yours before they're gone they are 150 calories and they have 17 grams of protein in this season maybe you're craving white chocolate and certainly at this time of the year white chocolate if you are going to get white chocolate i mean this is the time to do it absolutely fantastic i kind of prefer it over cho- over, over just normal chocolate actually and for a limited time get a special new built bar puffed flavor white chocolate 
cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. Sounds absolutely fantastic. It is 140 calories and 17 grams in pro- protein. Test the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCK20 before it's too late. All right, so wrapping up the, the, uh, the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky here. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified whenever the next uh, episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, so Kentucky against Central Michigan. This game going on tonight, 6 o'clock Eastern, or excuse me, Central. It's going to be on ESPN+. Our friends at Bet Online have this uh, game in Kentucky's favor by 28 points. Uh, they expect this to be a blowout. Kimpom.com also expects this to be a blowout. They believe, uh, I believe they uh, have Kentucky winning like 86 to 59 or something like that. I, I mean, they should just absolutely handle this one. And quickly, I just kind of want to go over some of the numbers before we wrap up here. Okay, so Kentucky now has moved up to number 14 in, in the, in the, uh, the Kim Palm rankings. Central Michigan is 315th. They are currently 1-5 on the season, or excuse me, 1-4. They've lost to Missouri. They've lost to DePaul. They lost to Gonzaga 107-54, to and they lost to Bellarmine. I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of Bellarmine before, but okay. <laughs> they, uh, they lost 76-59 to on a neutral site there. So uh, the Chippewas, not doing so great offensively, but I think the big tail, uh, uh, tail of the tape for them is the, uh, is the efficiency on defense. They are 331st in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. That is uh, 108.6, and the, the, uh, the D1 average is uh, 101. That's no bueno, and I think that's enough right there to say, okay, well, if they're not efficient on defense and they don't grab offensive rebounds and they don't really hold teams to efficient shooting strokes and Kentucky is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation, they're one of the most efficient offensive in, in, uh, offenses in the nation, and if you need numbers to back that up, second in the nation in offensive rebound percentage and 12th in the nation in adjusted deficiency on offense for the, uh, for the Wildcats. I can understand why people think this is going to be a blowout. This might get ugly really, really quick. Jermaine Jackson, Harrison Henderson, Oscar Lopez, Kevin Miller, Brian Taylor. Some guys you need to be, be, uh, be looking out for. Those are some of the names. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to go too in-depth here because not a lot of people are going to be looking at the Central Michigan roster. They're, they're going to be tuning in this, into this game to see how Kentucky plays. And I'm just going to be honest with you. There may not be much to grasp from this basketball game. I mean, this should just be a game where if Kentucky is running as well as they have been in transition over these past couple of games, they should be able to go out in this contest and just absolutely blow Central Michigan uh, out of the water. I mean, it could it could get early, it could get ugly and it could get ugly quick. Also, you may be thinking like, well, maybe they just like hold on to the ball or something or maybe Central Michigan is just like maybe we just just play keep away and just try and limit our, sh- our our shots and limit their shots and just kind of slow the pace down well their average possession length is 55th nationally so they get up and down the floor they don't rebound offensively at all they're 353rd in the nation that could be close to dead last they turn the ball over a little bit as well i mean this could just potentially be a nightmare matchup for Central Michigan. I know statistics aren't everything, but I also want to point out, I mean, they played teams like Missouri and Gonzaga and DePaul. I mean, Kentucky should be able to handle them. I mean, look at the final scores in those games. Missouri won by 10, DePaul won 99 to 66, and then Gonzaga won 107 to 54. 
So Kentucky should be sitting somewhere between the DePaul final score and the Gonzaga final score. I may, I'm going to be honest. I think Kentucky could get close to hitting 100 in, the, in this basketball game. I'll say just for fun, I know I've kind of been throwing out just random score predictions on this show, although I got two points off one time. I will say that. I've been pretty close whenever I've thrown a score prediction out. I'll say 95 to 58. That's my final score. I'll say 95 to 58. I'll go one point under Ken Palm, what he thinks they're going to score offensively, and I'll go way over. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to score a lot of points in this one. I think that we've seen slow starts in the past with the Wildcats. Yeah, I don't expect to see slow starts uh, or a slow start uh, in, in this game tonight. And we're going to talk about that game a little bit more in depth on tomorrow's show. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Now I want to give a shout out to my boy Q and Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Again, hosted by Q with insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You can follow this show, Locked On, Locked on Kentucky on Twitter, at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter, at Daw Pound. I will see you all tomorrow. Go Wildcats! And God bless. Thank you.